Welcome to Audio of the Divine Principle, a daily reading of the Divine Principle, which is the core text of the Unificationist community. Section 1.1 The Renaissance It was explained above that the Renaissance grew out of the external pursuits of the original nature. What values were the medieval people pursuing? Why and how did they pursue these values? According to the principle of creation, we are created to attain perfection by fulfilling our given responsibility of our own free will, without God's direct assistance. We are then to attain oneness with God and acquire true autonomy. Therefore, it is the calling of our original nature to pursue freedom and autonomy. A person of perfect character understands the will of God and puts it into practice through his own insight and reason without the need to rely on revelations from God. Hence, it is only natural that we pursue reason and understanding. We are also endowed with the God-given right to master the natural world, to tame and cultivate it in order to create a pleasant living environment by investigating the hidden laws of nature through science. Hence, we value the natural world, pursue science, and esteem the practical life. In medieval feudal society, the original human nature had long been repressed. Hence, people were all the more ardent in the pursuit of these values, which arose from the external promptings of their original nature. They began to probe into the classical heritage of Hellenism, which they imported from the Muslims as a result of expanded contacts with the East after the Crusades. The classical Greeks and Romans had pursued these external aspirations of the original human nature. They valued freedom autonomy, reason, the natural world, and the practical life. They developed the sciences to a considerable degree. Since they were in full accord with the desire of the original nature in medieval man, the movement to revive the ancient heritage of Hellenism caught fire. Renaissance humanism thus rose to prominence. This movement transformed medieval way of life. It expanded beyond the sphere of culture to encompass every aspect of society, including politics, economic life, and religion. In fact, it became the external driving force for the construction of the modern world. Section 1.2 The Reformation The providence of restoration centering on the medieval papacy did not bear fruit due to the secularization and decadence of the church leadership. Consequently, as the people advocated humanism, they also rebelled against the ritualism and rules of the church, which were constraining their free devotion. They fought against the stratified feudal system and papal authority, which deprived them of autonomy. They protested the medieval view that faith required unquestioning obedience to the dictates of the church in all areas of life, which denied them the right to worship God according to the dictates of conscience based on their own reading of the Bible. They also questioned the otherworldly aesthetic monastic ideal which devalued the natural world, science, and practical affairs of life. Out of these grievances, many medieval Christians revolted against the rule of the papacy. Accordingly, as medieval Europeans sought to realize the external aspirations of their original nature, they also began to pursue its repressed internal aspirations. They called for the revival of the spirit of early Christianity, when believers zealously lived for the will of God, guided by the words of Jesus and the apostles. This medieval movement to revive Hebraism 
began with John Wycliffe, a professor of theology at Oxford University who translated the Bible into English. He asserted that neither the papacy nor the priesthood could determine the standard of faith, but only the Bible itself, demonstrating that many of the dogmas, ceremonies, and rules of the church had no basis in scripture, he denounced the priesthood for its decadence, exploitation of the people, and abuse of power. The Protestant Reformation thus had its roots in 14th century England, when papal dignity was at a low point. Similar movements for reform also arose in 15th century Bohemia and Italy, but they were crushed and their leaders executed. To raise funds to build St. Peter's Basilica, Pope Leo X began selling indulgences, which Catholic doctrine affirmed would remit the penalty for sin due in the next life. When the indulgences were proclaimed in Germany in 1517, a movement to protest this abuse ignited a fuse which exploded in the Protestant Reformation under the leadership of Martin Luther, a professor of biblical theology at the University of Wittenberg. The flames of the Reformation grew strong and soon spread to Switzerland under the leadership of Huldrych Zwingli, to France as led by John Calvin, and into such nations as England and the Netherlands. The wars of religion which swirled around the Protestant movements continued for more than 100 years until 1648, when the Treaty of Westphalia ended the Thirty Years' War. Protestantism triumphed in Northern Europe, while among the people of Southern Europe the Roman Catholic Church solidified its influence. The Thirty Years' War between Protestants and Catholics was fought on the soil of Germany. However, this conflict was not simply a religious war. More than that, it was a civil and political conflict to decide the fate of the German states. The Treaty of Westphalia, which concluded this war, was both a religious settlement which established an accommodation between the Protestants and Catholics, and a political settlement which resolved the international territorial disputes among such nations as Austria, France, Sweden, and Spain. Section 2. The Period of Religious and Ideological Conflicts, 1648-1789 The Period of Religious and Ideological Conflicts refers to the 140 years beginning with the secure settlement of Protestantism at the Treaty of Westphalia in 1648 and ending with the French Revolution in 1789. As modern people continue to pursue the internal and external desires flowing from their original nature, they could not avoid divisions in theology and disputes among the philosophies which arose as they exercised freedom of faith and thought. As previously discussed, God has worked his providence of restoration throughout the course of history by repeatedly separating those who represent Abel from those who represent Cain, from the individual level to the world level. In the last days, this fallen world is divided into the Cain-type communist world and the Abel-type democratic world. Just as the foundation of substance could have been laid in Adam's family had Cain submitted to Abel and obeyed him, in the last days, the Cain-type world is to submit to the Abel-type world to establish the worldwide foundation of substance. This is necessary before we can receive Christ at the second advent and realize the unified world. For this to happen, the two types of life which would later mature into these two worlds had to be developed in this period. <laughs> 